0: you ready to beat your bookmaker well then it's time to follow the model welcome back everybody this is the follow the model podcast i'm your host colin thaw the founder of thawball and you have the creator of the model on the line gates what's good
1: the architect is here We're not too thrilled right now based on some bad breaks. We keep getting each and every week. We know the luck's going to turn around though at some point. Why not us? Why not week 10?
0: Why not us? Why not now? Let's review last week briefly. The bad beat you speak of was a really bad one. The Texans, I don't know how they didn't cover that game. C.J. Stroud setting unbelievable records, rookie records. Left and Right had one of the games of the season thus far and yet they did not cover because of an injured kicker. Like you can't make this stuff up. It is insane. Beyond that, the week really swung on that four unit Bills Bengals play. What do you want to say?
1: Yeah, the Bills play, well, we'll take the L there. Um if if you watched the game, the Bengals were definitely in control for most of it. I will say it's pretty perplexing why Sean McDermott has tried to run this slow offense. It, it just doesn't work. It's pretty clear. If you follow guys like Warren Sharp who really know what they're talking about, they've been saying this for a while, the Bills are at their best in a hurry-up offense and that Brian Dable type of scheme, especially Josh Allen. They really need to quicken the pace. They started to do it in the second half and the offense came alive, but it was too little, too late. Right. And even in the first half, there was no Josh Allen rushing. Wasn't even trying to scramble. He needs to scramble. I I get you got to be a little safe with him, but at this point in the season against, you know, in a huge game, you got to use him to his full capacity. And it felt like they played a very reserved game plan. They were down a lot. And then when they needed it most, they tried to unleash it. It was too little, too late. They still could have done it, but then we have bad fumble luck in almost every game. Horrible fumble in the fourth quarter there when the Bills were driving at the 20-yard line, which sealed our fit.
0: Right. Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end, coughed it up as he got flipped up, turned upside down. And just like the week got flipped, turned upside down on that play for the week. Minus five units, three and four record on the season, 22 and 25, minus nine units. So now we have to hit the stretch run in overdrive to make up for some bad beats and some early season struggles and that's just what the model is here to do so let's jump right into it week 10 nfl first game the falcons taylor heineke taylor gang is now the quarterback and they have a money line game against the cardinals in arizona who look to be getting back kyler murray
1: yeah, they're getting back Kyler Murray. I don't think it's gonna matter much. If you saw last week at all, Josh Dobbs has been playing phenomenal. You can make a definitely make a case of right now, especially because he's been in the, you know, he's been playing all season long, right? So he's right in the heat of the season. Kyler Murray is coming in super cold, it's coming off a tour at ACL. There's definitely a case to be made that you'd rather have Josh Dobbs back there at quarterback right now than Kyler Murray. So Arizona's still a shit show really both sides of the ball. If you look at up and down their roster, they have the worst roster in the NFL. The Giants are giving them a run for their money, but it's still the Cardinals. And the Falcons just got to win this game, right? This is this is a game where because the NFC South is so bad, the Falcons are right at it. But this is a this is a do or die game for them. If they lose this game, then they can't realistically think they can make the playoffs or have a shot of doing anything this year. And we like we like Heineke. Taylor Gang, let's go. He's been so much better than Desmond Ritter. The defense all of a sudden started slipping. I still think they're a pretty good unit. And I think they're gonna be able to keep Kyler in check. So let's just get an easy W on the road and let's move on.
0: I feel that. And the Falcons almost had it last week before the man that you mentioned, Josh Dobbs, and his Vikings debut was special coming in for an injured Jaron Hall, leading the comeback in the second half. And hey, you got to throw your hands up sometimes and say so you got beat by a kind of magical situation there in Minnesota. And that's yep. a good segue into the next pick Vikings, plus two and a half, the Josh Dobbs factor, home against the Saints.
1: If Josh Dobbs did what he did last week, not knowing the playbook, not knowing his offensive linemen's first names, what do we think he's going to do with a week of practice here? I mean, the Saints defense could barely keep Tyson Badgley in check. Now they got Josh Dobbs still at home, Vikings home. Vikings have won three in a row. doesn't matter if you put Kirk Cousins back there, Josh Dobbs back there. We've been singing the Vikings praises for weeks. They even got that win last week without one of the best left tackles, if not the best left tackle in the NFL uh christian derisaw and if he comes back this week justin jefferson's coming back soon probably not this week but there's a rumor he might start practicing this team is hitting the stretch run i hit it last night nine to one for the vikings to take down the nfc north i think josh dobbs is just gonna prove the magic is for real this guy he's balling right now man and it's a great story
0: I feel that you have to love the Josh Dobbs story. It turns out he's a rocket scientist, so that leads to how he was able to learn the playbook so quickly. I mean, supposedly they were diagnosing plays mid-huddle. Just special, special stuff last week. From Minnesota and feels like it could be a special season, despite starting what was it one and four, losing Kirk Cousins, and they're just battling back every week with a talented roster and now a breaking out quarterback. So let's see what they got there and in in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, and and again, a lot of this is just against the Saints, right? The Vikings are getting two and a half here. If anything, we should we think the Vikings should be a slight slight favorite. Right? Saints. The Saints have not been looking good really at at all so this is a team we're going to keep fading as much as we can
0: i feel that completely okay let's move on to the next one the bucks were in a shootout last week now money line game home against the titans with a will levis who is looking pretty good in a couple starts so far
1: he's looks pretty good definitely you gotta you gotta like what he's shown so far I do think, just like with all rookies, there's going to be some level of regression once people start seeing tape on them. I think, you know, you give it a couple weeks now, it's really going to help this Buccaneers defense. Buccaneers are coming back home, right? They just had a pretty brutal loss, but the offense was clearly clicking on all cylinders. So we're not scared of this Titans defense right now. They traded away their safety, Kevin Byer, the leader of the secondary to the Eagles, you know, that to me is a sign that they're not serious about this year. Meanwhile, as we just talked about, the MC South is an absolute joke. I actually think the Bucs should be favored almost to to win that division. And I might be putting a future on them as well because I think people are too high in the Saints right now. I think the Bucs really are the best looking team. You can make an argument that Baker right now is playing the best out of any quarterback in the division. It is it is a horrible shady division. So that doesn't say much. But if you can make the playoffs, that's that's a nice story for him as well. So we're we're down on the titans we're up on the bucks money line here let's just get a win at home come on man i mean if you want to if you want to get to the playoffs you got to win games like this
0: i love it not only are you getting the week 10 picks with this podcast you're getting some futures the vikings future in the north and now potentially the bucks and i'm sure you'll update that in the substack to come whether yeah. or not you place that future but Something to keep an eye on because Baker has definitely been better than expected. I mean, for for that Tampa Bay team, you could not ask for more than he's given you uh, for that that team and for that roster. So moving on to a team we touched on at the beginning, a do or die situation almost, maybe not quite, but it's getting there. It's getting late early for the Buffalo Bills with all the expectations they had on them early in the season. Bill's Mafia has got to rise up for this one because they're home. Against the Broncos, they're minus seven and a half.
1: Yeah, we're gonna to wait to see if this one goes down to minus seven for sure. I really don't like giving that hook, but I think this is a spot where people are gonna start feeding the bills, right? If they haven't already, clearly after last week, no one's gonna be a believer in the bills. I haven't been a believer really until last week, I started to be a believer. I, I do think that the defense is starting to click a little bit, and hopefully they saw in the second half last week that they just got to change their offensive style. They can't mess around anymore. They don't have time to try to establish the run. Let Josh Allen be Josh Allen, right? Worry about the rest later. Worry about that when you got to get into the playoffs. For right now, if you don't start winning games like this, you're not going to make the playoffs. It's a it's a crowded AFC, and they got to start making moves fast. So this is a game that goes back to Buffalo at home. We know they play much better there, clearly. Great home crowd. And this is a game I think Josh Allen is going to want to have something to prove, put up a big number on the Broncos. And let's not forget, the Broncos aren't too far away from that atrocious outing that we saw a few weeks ago against the Dolphins, 70-20, to 20, right? I, I get they've been playing better, but I don't know how much better they truly are. Buffalo's in a whole different class. And if they can't do it this week, that then that it's, it's never. It, this is truly now or never for them.
0: Yeah, and, and this could also be a game where we're taking advantage of some recency bias. Like you said, Broncos, even though coming off a bye, before that did beat the Chiefs, and the Bills, of course, coming off that loss of the Bengals. So we're taking advantage of that, sticking to the model, sticking to our guns and the evaluation of the talent on each roster, and we like Buffalo there. So last game of the week, five picks this week, still a couple to come and the others to watch, but it's the... And Las Vegas made a mockery of the Giants. Yes, the Giants lost Daniel Jones, but that game was just a laugher. In Antonio Pierce's ex-Giant debut, coaching debut, they looked way more fired up than with Josh Mc- any week with Josh McDaniels. And they're home against the Jets, and they're getting two.
1: Yeah. I, I couldn't say more loudly that this is a real, real thing with Josh McDaniels. We saw this happen a couple of years ago with Gruden when he got fired at Rich Passaccia, took over, took them to the playoffs, provided a spark. I think this is that times 10. These guys just hated Josh McDaniels. It was a horrible vibe in that building from everybody you hear from. And Antonio Pierce is just that guy. You saw him all smoking cigars in the locker room. That's a real, real thing. They're home again. The Jets got to fly cross country on a short week to go to Vegas. And did you see baby face? I did. He couldn't do a damn thing because the Jets defense was absolutely shut down and they still lost 27 to six. So if they did that, I don't know what they can possibly do now on the road on a short week to get a win against the Raiders team that I think is going to be hot. They're clicking. They're fired up. They really want to play for their new head coach. This, this is a, I, I like this play a lot.
0: For sure. And for those unaware, Babyface is Babyface Zach Wilson. And yeah, he's made some throws this season to keep them in the hunt. But yeah, Monday night was not one of the pretty ones. The defense kept him in them all night. And then every time they got even close to field goal range, he'd take a back breaking sack. So with Max Crosby terrorizing the Giants last week, you expect that to continue
1: yeah my my line is going to be max crosby strip fumble sacks as one and a half i'd and i'm going to take the i'm going to take the over i think he gets two in this game
0: all right a player prop on this podcast too let's see if we can i haven't seen a lot that. that yeah i want to see some
1: odds there somewhere i'm, I'm calling yeah
0: one. i don't think i've seen one of those either but hey maybe there's a uh, a model line we'll start offering uh, But max crosby strip sacks we'll keep track of that one so those are the five plays Let's move on. You got a couple that you're watching and we're going to start with the Niners who are on a, is it a three game losing streak? I think it's a three game losing streak, five and three. And they're going to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars
1: minus Three three, three game losing streak. They're both coming off a bye. Both these teams, the Jags are six and two. They're sitting pretty. This is a game they can almost afford to lose. Right. I mean, not, no one can ever afford to lose games, but you know what I mean? They're sitting comfortably right now in that AFC South They've been overachieving so far. We were fade, Jacks fade all the way. I think they've had an easy schedule, but you got to give them credit. They've been playing well. The Niners are on a bit of a slide, but a lot of it's been without Trent Williams, without Debo Samuel. We're going to watch this one because if those two guys come back, we we love this play, right? I, I think it's not one other thing to mention. They also just made a trade for Chase Young, the defensive end from the, uh, the Washington Commanders. We call him Skins. And then they also acquired Randy Gregory. Another DN from the Broncos. So this is a a front seven, front four specifically that just had so much firepower on it already with Nick Bosa, with Jason Hargrave, the list goes on, Eric Armstead. Now they're adding these guys to the mix. If they get Trent Williams back on offense, this defense is going to shut down this offense. I think that's not even a question. It's just a matter of, hey, what can the 49ers start clicking on offense? I think they can. Let's let's even let's lock this in, and we can buy it back the other way, right? Because I don't think there's any way this line goes down. People are going to start being on the Niners. I think it's going to there's going to be a lot of momentum behind them because of what all I just said.
0: For sure, yeah. The rich get richer with those two additions as that defense hopefully continues to dominate. Starting with Jacksonville this week, you had one more that you're watching: the Lions minus one and a half traveling to LA to take on the Chargers, and the Lions now have the Vikings kind of nipping at their heels as they search for their first division title since 1993.
1: Yeah. They, this is one where if you take the Vikings future and the Lions lose and you bet on the Lions, then, you know, in a way you've hedged your bet a little bit, right? But the, the Lions are coming off a bye. The Chargers are coming off a short week, flying back cross country to home in a place that we know the Chargers don't have a mo- more much of a home field advantage to get with, right? So – the Lions are probably going to travel pretty well. This is the best Lions team that there's been in I don't even know how many years, probably 20, 25. Even that year with Stafford, this team has been better than that so far. So they're going to travel. I I I know a lot of people in Michigan that are traveling already to every game. They're going to go to LA for what's seemingly a vacation right now when winter's coming upon us in Detroit. So they're going to show out Really, I wouldn't even give any advantage to the Chargers being home because of everything I just said. The bye combines with Chargers flying cross-country short week. And Detroit's a much better team. The Chargers had 191 yards of total offense last week and somehow did what they did. They got a punt return touchdown. They got three fumble recoveries. Can't count on that every week. The Lions are, are definitely better, and we got we, we like them this week.
0: Yeah, it did seem like the Chargers were trying everything they could to charger that game Monday night, and the Jets just would not take advantage of all the opportunities to stay in that game and make it close in the end. So, uh, yeah, makes sense. Lions overchargers as the second to watch, and you're going to keep an eye on that. Update it on Friday with the Friday night inactives. So those are the picks for Week 10. Anything else you want to say before we sign off?
1: That's about it. We got to just keep trucking right now. We've caught in, we've gotten some bad breaks, but we're feeling very strong about all of this. We almost ran some plays that won last week, almost around the Raiders and the Ravens, and, and those came through big time, right? So if anything, blame me. Blame the architect. Don't blame the model. We're going to turn this around. Let's keep it going.
0: I feel that. Yeah, it's just the unit plays at this point, and we're about to take off like a rocket ship, like we started to w- a couple weeks ago. Now, the season really starts the real season the back half of the season and thanks for listening this was the follow the model podcast and we're signing off for week 10